0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We're starting on the book of Proverbs today, and there are various authors that are known to have written many of the Proverbs. The bulk of them are believed to have been written by King Solomon. In fact, when I start the first chapter in a few minutes, you'll uh, see the quotation or hear the quotation. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. And so his are definitely included, but there are also words from a man named Agar and uh, words from a king named Lemuel. The dates are varied. Uh, Most of them were probably written between 970 and 930 B.C. That was the approximate time of um, Solomon's life and and immediately after. But they were apparently compiled later by a group of uh, Hezekiah's scribes, Hezekiah's former leaders, and um, we find that out later in Proverbs 25. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. And so if that's the case, they would have been copied around 615 to 586 B.C., somewhere in that range. So the compilation, um, some 300 years thereabout after the writing, the type of literature is wisdom literature. Um, This is along with the book of Job and uh, Ecclesiastes, for example. These are wisdom uh, literature books as well. The Proverbs are mostly short, general principles uh, that are sometimes called maxims. These are godly guidance for life. They are not um, uh, absolute promises, but general principles that are applicable for a godly life. And they come down to us from Solomon and the other Jewish sages. The content of this book is filled with wisdom, with um, instruction for godly living, instruction on the fear of the Lord, morality, self-control, all of these virtues are in view. And it focuses primarily on wisdom itself, and it even uh, personifies wisdom within the text in various places. So let's read now Proverbs chapter 1. for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and the riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let us lie in wait for innocent blood, let's ambush some harmless soul, let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit, we will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder, cast lots with us and we will all share in the loot. My son, do not go along with them, do not set foot on their paths, for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net when every bird can see it! These men lie in wait for their own blood, they ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of all who go after ill gotten gain, it takes away the life of those who get it. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud, she raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you, who are simple, love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, that I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call, and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand— Since you disregard all of my advice and do not take my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but they will not find me since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So much um, uh, godly wisdom here, you get a, a flavor for how the proverbs are divided. Essentially, it's a lot of um, standalone thoughts compiled into groups from a fraction of a sentence to a paragraph or so on the same topics. So this opens by saying these are the proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Couldn't be more clear in the attribution to Solomon as the author. And as I mentioned, there are other authors uh, later in the book, but this first section, we believe, is primarily authored by Solomon. We're then given the primary reason why this book was written or compiled. It's for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior and so forth, and learning the ways of the wise. And then immediately following that, the starting point for this acquisition of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, what it's actually saying is the fear of the Lord, those who are concerned with what God thinks, those are the ones who are at a beginning place for true wisdom. If you're only concerned with your own likes and dislikes and the opinions of others, then that's not wisdom. That's the realm of fools But those who fear the Lord, those who are concerned about his ways and his will, those are the wise, according to the scriptures. That is where wisdom begins, having a concern for what God thinks. And so really, God's opinion is the only one that matters at the end of the day. The first proverb then kind of takes on uh, the pattern of a father speaking to his son, which often appears within the proverbs, and it may be Solomon speaking to one of his sons, or he may be reciting what King David had said to him. But verse 8, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Uh, For those of you who don't know, a garland is um, a circle around the head. Um, If you've ever seen a a picture of the Roman Caesars with kind of a, a leaf configuration a thing like a crown around their forehead and back of their head, open at the top, that's a garland. And so the instructions of your father and mother are like a garland. They surround your thoughts. They guide your your thought processes if you had a godly father and mother. It goes on, my son, if sinful men entice you, don't give in to them. And then it gives a litany of ways that um, sinful men will try to get you to, to join in their bad behavior, but you're you're instructed not to do so. We're instructed not to do so. In verse 20, wisdom first appears as a vendor in the street. Now, this is um, I'm pointing this out because throughout the book of Proverbs, uh, wisdom takes on human attributes as if it's an entity in and of itself. And so, listen to this verse 20. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. Now, that's all a poetic way of saying wisdom's all around us, if we'll just pay attention. But it's interesting that Solomon, or the writer, would make wisdom a person who has a voice to be raised, a person who cries out, a person who makes speeches. I think that's fascinating. And then wisdom explains the benefit of listening to wise instructions. This is is wisdom speaking in verse 22. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. That's the rebuke of wisdom. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all of my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I, in turn, will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, and when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Now, friends, we don't often think about uh, the word wisdom as being an entity, a being in itself. But this is the way that it's uh, explained within the Proverbs. And so wisdom is proposing to teach us. Wisdom is cautioning us that if we disregard its advice or her advice in this case and don't accept her rebuke, then wisdom itself will laugh at us when disaster strikes. Wisdom will mock us when calamity overtakes us. And then it goes on for those who don't receive wisdom. Eventually, the need for wisdom will become apparent. Verse 28. Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. In other words, friends, today is the day to receive the wisdom of the Lord. You can't put off till tomorrow doing what heaven says is right for you to do today. And so we need to receive godly wisdom and act on it. This closes by contrasting those who listen to wisdom and abide by it and those who don't. Verse 32, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear or harm. And so just uh, one more one more word on this um, uh, book of Proverbs. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs, which makes for a great uh, month-long daily devotional. Now, I understand that some months don't have exactly 31 days, but there are 31 Proverbs, hence there are enough for one day, one proverb, one day a month. So if you're if you're taking these um, as we're issuing them, then they come out as they come out in whatever day of the week. But you might want to organize them into a month-long devotional. And this first one, we can say this is where wisdom is introduced. And we all want to receive wisdom, what the Bible calls wisdom, what the Lord considers wisdom. So Lord, help us not to be among the foolish who mock at wisdom, true wisdom, who mock at true knowledge. Help us be among those who fear the Lord so that we might begin our journey of wisdom and knowledge. Lord, um, we don't despise your wisdom. We don't despise your instruction. Help us to perceive it, to apprehend it, and to live by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends.